Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. John, there was a really interesting episode of a podcast I listened to the other day. So you're listening to other podcasts. I, Emily, you know? you're my sister and I love you, but sometimes I, I just need to lay down <laughs> some tough love. And yeah. I, you you really need to show some more loyalty than that, Emily. Yeah. Are you going to be brutally I, I honest with me? I don't even <laughs> I don't even want you to be listening to other podcasts on our podcast network. Oh you my should God. be you should be recording this podcast and then going and listening to this one, the one that you record, and that's it. Oh, Show some well, fucking brand royalty, Emily. God damn I am, it! I don't. I, I don't. Brand hey. royalty. <laughs> oh shit! I don't want to have this conversation again. Okay. Well, just this once then. Just this once. Okay. I would like to tell you about a little podcast. I've heard um, episodes of it before, and Taylor's really into it. And it's called Behind the Bastards. And it takes all of these people that are bastards in, in, in that sense, essentially. <laughs> like, are, are just real relatives of, of Saddam Hussein and all, you know, oh. or not, you know, interviewing relatives of Saddam Hussein. Or, like, people who are just just bastards, you know. And they'll, they'll do an episode on a specific person yeah. And I was sent this episode from Taylor because you and I recognize and are related to their most recent subject, who is Morton Downey Jr. And I don't uh, think we've ever talked about this no, on our this podcast is... before, this relation <laughs> to this person. Yeah, so as as uh, hopeful radio personalities with yeah, our right? last name... <laughs> We we hope <laughs> not to be too closely associated to the uh, infamous. I think I would accurately yeah. say uh, Morton Downey Jr., who yeah. is our great uncle, our, our, our great grandfather's uncle. brother. Yes, yeah, our our grandfather's our paternal grandfather's brother. So he is our dad's uncle, uh, and he is a re- is a real piece of shit. He's a bastard. <laughs> Yeah, so we, um, we grew up so not knowing I, we didn't know anything. I mean, if you talk to anyone else our age, there's a few people that I've talked to in our age group who have seen Evocateur, which is the mm-hmm. the um the biography, the biographical. Isn't it Provocateur? I think it was Evocateur. I've I never know, seen it. it right so now. I, I want to be factual <laughs> about this because this is important. <laughs> I guess it, it it can be important. I don't know. But, like, I've met one or two people in our age range who even knew who Morton Downey Jr. was or knew that he was a person. So, I mean, it would it's not weird that we grew up not knowing who he was because he was dead. He died when we were very young kids. He died in 2001. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It's it's evocateur. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, and it is a good documentary if you want to if you want to look it up. But what Morton Downey Jr. essentially did, right? Oh, this God. Is like- I was an aspiring singer that moved to radio. <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's not a good comparison. I can't, no. like, I, there's no sugarcoating it. Yeah. I, I went to, I went to school for singing and now I'm here. So You're a better singer than he was. though. So essentially, Morton Downey Jr., we're, we won't give his whole thing because I really think you should you should listen to the Behind the Bastards right. episode on it. It's actually a three-parter, 
Um, Morton Downey Jr. is the third part of it, but they tackle TV and radio personalities that sort of shaped the way discourse happens in the U.S. now, which yeah. is not, it's not super fun to be related to someone who sort of <laughs> invented the Trumpism way of speaking, right? right? Like, that is really unpleasant. We were sort of, we grew up understanding that he was the precursor to Jerry Springer, right? right. Like, he was the guy who came before, but he invented that or was one of the pioneers of this really brutal, what people would call brutally honest, but it wasn't honest, um, <laughs> way <all>. of speaking, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I did want to to pepper in our experiences, and, and, and I did speak to our dad about him because yeah. I wanted to make sure that I was not going to just parrot what, what Robert Evans said on his podcast right. and, and say these things. But I think it's really interesting. I remember dad... Always, always calling him Sean as opposed to because so that was his family called because that was his first name. Yeah, so I remember Dad always calling him Sean and always claiming that he was like actually a really nice guy um, in person. And mm -hmm. the the thing that people saw that heard on the radio and saw on TV was just like a character that he put on. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for the rest of us, this character that he portrayed deeply deeply negatively affected the world as we know it so exactly. uh he doesn't get a pass i'm sorry dad no, if you listen no. to this he's he he was an asshole even if he was a nice guy in real life which that could have also been a character by the same logic yeah he he fucked the world up pretty bad i would say he left America and, and discourse in America worse off than had he just left alone, right? And yeah. and not only that, he was a screaming racist, like a oh, screaming yeah. bigoted racist. God. Got fired before he was on TV. He got fired from multiple radio stations for screaming racial epithets and slurs. So yeah. there's no way that this person can be redeemed and us, us no. saying that he was nice to his family members is not going to, yeah, to take away from the fact that he was a screaming bigot. Yeah, being at, nice at, to your family members also not, like, that doesn't no. do anything for you to tilt the scales. Also, like, it reminds me of what people say about Trump, right? Or what they yeah. were saying about Trump when before he got elected, which was, and maybe after he got elected, but I sort of stopped speaking to people who liked him after that. So... This I I'm, what they were sorry, saying I'm so about sorry to Trump. interrupt you. This doesn't. This would probably make more. I also listened to this episode of this podcast, um, which was very very good and very funny. But a lot of the stuff we're saying is probably like pretty half baked and not perfectly thought through. So you should probably pause this podcast, go listen to that episode of Behind the Bastards, and then come back. And maybe this will probably make more sense or, to you. <laughs> or look him up. Or look him up. Essentially, yeah. he was a he was a he was a television host who brought guests on and screamed at them and insulted them in front of a live studio audience full of raging assholes. Yeah. And so he sort of came to fame as being this really, really um, offensive and aggressive personality, right? Yeah. And he had this, what people said about him was that, well, he tells it like it is. He says Oy. what everyone Oy. is thinking, you know, and like, where have we heard that before 
And what I was going to say about Trump was that's what people said about him is, A, yeah. he tells it like it is. He tells the truth. He's going to actually tell us what the real story is because he's so uh, up front in your face. Because but also not, what they'd say about him. Not because he's was, telling the truth or because he's like speaking from any any sort of like real experience space or, or experience or anything. Mm-hmm. It's because he was an asshole to everyone. <laughs> the, yeah, and so for some like, reason, oh, people connected to that and said, oh, he truthful. has no allegiances which means mm-hmm. he's a truth teller i no which nonsense. is not you know that 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 doesn't work out in reality and what people would say about trump was oh he doesn't mean it and that is sort of what? the ins- what? what the insidious thing about it is is it doesn't matter right. what you mean it doesn't matter what's in your heart and in your soul if what comes out of your mouth and what your actions are are evil like, it doesn't Straight matter what you actually feel or whether it was just a personality you put on. The things you said and the things you did were heinous. Yeah. So, you know, to, and, and like I said, you know, imprinting this message, these aggressive messages onto young, impressionable people and creating a style of discourse that didn't exist before. Right. Yeah. Saying like this uber insulting you know, way of way of speaking that never real that never went away. You know, yeah. and left it a lasting impact. <sighs> and you know, Man. one of one of the radio stations that he got fired from for being too racist. This is straight from the podcast that we yeah. listened to. But one of them fired him and hired Rush Limbaugh. Right. To replace his, him. His yes, and the very few and far between occasions where Morton Downey Jr. And his and my relation to him familiarly comes up in conversation. That that's one of like my my like little button my quick things that I can be like. This is kind of all you need to know about him if you're not familiar. Yeah. Like he got fired from a radio station for being too racist and replaced him with Rush Limbaugh. They they yeah. replaced him with a young upstart at the time named Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> so not great, right? So it's so interesting. But what I wanted to talk about with you, John, since like obviously. Our listeners might not have known this about us or maybe even yeah. d- didn't know who he was because, like you said, he died I in like, 2001. <laughs> I like to think he that his life and uh, and legacy hasn't had too much of an effect on us in general. No, it hasn't. But, you know, this sort of made me reflect on it because I think we were sort of sheltered from who he was as a person growing yes. up and listening to this and learning more about him was really interesting for me because it's, it's fascinating to be related to someone who's famous for being a bastard. Yeah. You know? Like, wh- how do you deal with that, right? How do you say, like, yeah, my my relative was a really bad guy. It was infamous, like you said. Was yeah. an infamous person. And Absolutely. how do you reconcile that, you know? We were so separated from it because he was a great uncle, you know? We didn't see him ever. We didn't really, we didn't meet him. If we did, we were infants. And, yeah. you know, People... ultimately, our lives were not, bettered or worsened by him at all like he he died with no money yeah certainly he had his own children and everything so yeah we never got to meet the kennedys we never never got sort of also (laughs) it's not that we were to to you john but they weren't really around that much when we were kids yeah well well essentially they they grew up rich and both of them both of the the sons both our our father's father and and uncle they mm-hmm. both died without without money. 
Yeah, they, they died with nothing. They were sort of coasting off of what their father had, which he was a famous singer. Yeah, and the Irish Nightingale. was also apparently a bastard, so... Uh, or so at least was they, unkind towards his children. But. That, so that's what I was... I wanted to respond to that specifically from the from the Behind the Bastards episode mm-hmm. about Mort. Um, or Sean, I guess it should... I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. Was that Morton Downey Jr. didn't have a good relationship with him. I, I don't remember ever hearing too much about Morton Downey Sr. other than he was just a beautiful Irish tenor. Like, I yeah. remember as a kid hearing our great-grandfather, mm-hmm. his, like, record, because our parents had his vinyls. Yeah. So I remember thinking, like, oh, he's famous and not thinking anybody else was right. Like, we just didn't know who he was. Obviously, Morton Downey Jr. was a piece of shit. His dad, I mean, easily could have been a piece of shit. I just don't ever remember that breaking. So I went ahead and asked our dad about that. Yeah. Because I didn't want to say anything on this podcast that would be offensive to our family. Taken with a massive grain of salt. Because if you're a racist, I'm going to call you a fucking racist. I don't care. Yeah, if you're a bigot, you're a bigot. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't want to say anything that was untruthful. Right. right. So I did ask about that. And I was given a very guarded answer about how... Come on, Dad. Give us the tea. <laughs> Morton Downey Sr. was unkind to his children. So, okay, it, there was no love lost between them, and that is not a secret either. You know, within the family or outside the family, that that they were not. You know, and that um, Morton Downey Jr. was always trying to eclipse his father, right? Always right. trying to to become more famous than always him. just that was his one goal his it, it's so it's so obvious to uh i i'd like i don't know if it's something about the way that we were brought up but it's so obvious to see these people who are j- like just on this planet to further their own personal gain to just like try and become as rich or as famous or as whatever as they possibly can at the expense of everything else yeah. at the expense of like personal ideology like nothing matters other people's lives anything it doesn't like and that was so obvious like going learning what i have learned about morton denny jr from when i was like uh not a young kid obviously because we didn't learn of it until later um until now and then hearing uh, this podcast episode that was very well researched Mm -hmm. it's just i don't it's so clear to me that like these are people who just have no real thoughts or ideologies that like they yeah. there's nothing that these people really believe other than that they want to become the best which yeah. is just an exhausting and horrifying way to live it's just hard to, it, yeah it's it is a hard way to live and it's interesting because there was something about um like i said i highly recommend the episode go listen to it it's great Watch the documentary. Also, good reviews on that. I so, have, the people but, who have told me about it have said it's very good. <laughs> yeah, same. Those are the only people that were like, oh, Downey. Oh, you know, whatever. But that is... Yeah, there was one person in college who I, who's actually a good friend of mine still. Joe Leap, who did a bunch of the artwork for uh, Outlaws and Old Ones um, and our, our Twitch show of the same name. We get a lot of Robert Downey Jr.'s, like a lot of, yeah, which who are, who we are not related to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So pe- people would come up and be like, Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Like, no, I know I go to a school with like a bunch of acting kids and like music people, but no, I'm not. Joe was the first person who heard my name and was like, Oh, are you related to Morton Downey Jr.? I was like, how, what? <laughs> how could you possibly have pulled that? Who are you? <laughs> 
yeah what's the most what's most alarming about it is and this is like another weird family thing that we don't really know about is that our grandfather his brother was adopted um yes but kind of maybe it's shocking to sort of look at him because the one thing about morton downey jr that strikes me and i don't know if it strikes you john but are his eyes (laughs) what what about them we're it, they're big and fucking blue, man. Like they look like he looks like a downy. It's just it's funny. Yeah, that's um, fair. Because there's a family resemblance that's not supposed to be there, right? So there's right. Like, more intrigue there, in in that weird family shit that goes on. Yeah, one of our dad's sisters, Diana, is very into like genealogy, uh, and she's done a lot of research on our family tree and like reaching out to people and gathering documents. And it's very cool some of the stuff that she's put together. Um, and I remember hearing, I think, from her early on that our grandfather Michael was adopted by. Morton Downey Sr. Um, and his wife, whose name I'm forgetting. Was it Barbara Bennett? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, she was a Bennett. Yeah, she was yeah. a Bennett, which was also like a family, of, within a family of famous actors. She herself was not a famous actress, but her sisters were. She was She was one of the Bennett sisters. It was the three of them were famous together. She was not an actress. Her sisters were. I don't know. Anyway, um, but he was the first child our grandfather was who was quote unquote adopted. And we had heard, I remember hearing that it was potentially like a pre, uh, a, a premarital uh, mm-hmm. pregnancy. That's what everyone uh, it was, assumed for It was years. out of wedlock. And so since they were, they had some amount of fame, they wanted to avoid scandal. And so they quote unquote adopted uh, Michael mm-hmm. to avoid scandal but then I remember hearing more recently than that that it was confirmed that he was actually like legally adopted. So I don't I have no idea. I think idea. they found some some unrelated cousins or something. But no, uh-huh. we still don't really truly. I, I, I don't really know. But it is funny because it does seem like kind of a family resemblance there. So it, does. it seems a little odd. It certainly does. But yeah, regardless, it is funny to see, you know, that this person pops up in our lives sometimes. And that, yeah, out of the know, woodwork every once in a while. You just have to kind of deal with it when it happens. You're like, yeah. We, we're not like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. No Certainly one is. Certainly not. Certainly not. But cer- like, definitely it's not a, it's, like a pride thing. It was like, it's weird no. to be related to someone who's famous for, for specifically being a rat bastard and, right. and screaming racial epithets. And, you know, he did it. It's fascinating to see some of the, some of the stuff he did. I mean, yeah. and I think you should definitely, if you're interested in hearing more, definitely check him out and see the the impacts he had on on the way talk shows happen today. I mean, yeah, he had a really sure. big hand in that. Um, I wouldn't say it was is for the better. <laughs> definitely no. not. No, it but was to the detriment of us all. <laughs> so definitely um, go listen to the podcast episode. Once again, that's Behind the Bastards. The most recent episode they did was Morton Downey Jr. Um, and they have a lot of excellent, excellent, really well-researched episodes on tons of people. Like, oh, yeah. really amazing stuff. So I would highly recommend it. They're all people from crack.com. Yeah. And then they went off and, and you know, continued to do really amazing and hilarious things. So definitely go check it out and watch Valkatur. And maybe we will too. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll finally watch it. I don't know. Um, 
what I what I do think is funny that they didn't mention, which was fascinating to me. I thought I super thought at the end of it when they were talking about his death of uh, of lung cancer because he mm-hmm. was notorious for just chain smoking, ripping cigarettes, ripping cigarettes ripping on cigarettes. on air just constantly. Um, he ended up dying of lung cancer, and they talked about his like his flip as soon as like he would mm-hmm. he would always have like anti-smoking people on his show to like just to scream at them, them and yeah. have his audience scream at them and like swear to god that he would never quit smoking like he would smoke cigarettes till the day he died which hey then as soon as he was diagnosed with lung cancer he completely flipped the script and said oh i was completely wrong no one should smoke cigarettes this was a mistake like they they touched on that but what I remember somebody telling me at some point, which this I've never seen it, but I would love to if it's real, uh, is that I remember, I think, our dad telling me that he did an anti-smoking PSA ad posthumously. What? There was like a weird ad campaign that some celebrities had done where like these these smoking celebrities would record these PSAs that would only air if they died of lung cancer. What the fuck? That doesn't Something, sound real. I, I don't... I could have dreamed this, Emily. I have I no idea. Did. That sounds I like... No. <laughs> that sounds like really I have no clue up. if this is... If it's true or not, but I, I've been telling people it is, so I hope it's true. <laughs> but I, I was... I remember being told that he had recorded one of those PSAs and that they started airing. At some point. LOL. This is Washington Post. I didn't I didn't find that. So I think you might have dreamed it. I think that was a fever dream. But um, <laughs> WashingtonPost.com from 2015. Why we're all just living in Morton Downey Jr.'s talk, talk show slime. Ugh. So that's fun. God. It's fun to be known for that. So anyways, listen to our podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, <laughs> where we don't scream racial epithets and slurs and we don't. I don't know, shove Al Sharpton, like Reverend Al Sharpton off a fucking stage. <laughs> this is, this is the and thing about our show. And we don't get in fake fist fights with people. We're very clear. <laughs> oh no, Emily, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Emily, that was from episode one. You, you, you promised to fight Al Roker. Emily, you've fallen. I don't fa- want to anymore. Fallen. I've reflected. I've reflected <laughs> on my past. <laughs> All right. I realized You've that... fallen directly behind Mort's no. footsteps. <laughs> I yell. I yell a lot. But Yeah. You know. Oh, man. I think we just have to atone. I think we have to make, like, I think we need to cosmically atone we... for yeah. our bloodline. And say, like, we have to start a new show. Maybe our bloodline. Who knows? Yeah, maybe our bloodline. Our family tree. He's family. Regardless of what happened. Um, Maybe we start a a new talk show where we invite uh, bigots on and we yell at them. Is that better? Is that the same? No, he did the same. Oh, you're right. He did the same, John. That was his whole thing. Was like That's what I was talking to my dad about. Our dad about was that he was anti, he was pro anti. Yes. He didn't believe in anything. He just had people on and would start shouting. We knew he hated drugs, but loved cigarettes. <laughs> and yeah. He smoked, he, he drank a lot. So. Uh, maybe you know. we invite on people who used to like go sit in his studio audience That's and we thing. yell at them. 
<laughs> is that the is that the antithesis? I, I don't no know. Idea. I think they were they just liked yelling. It seems so. Who knows? <laughs> but anyways, um, that's that's our great uncle. That is that's our great uncle. Our great uncle sure was name? famous uh, in the eighties. He had a horrible talk show. He was kind of a failed politician. Failed singer for sure. Failed singer for definite. Um. Yeah, he had a show called The Morton Dunny Jr. Show. You can find full episodes of it on YouTube, and it's hard to watch. I don't recommend watching it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's that. That's that's the news that's in the news this week uh, with us. Yeah, but it, it is it is funny because I don't think we've mentioned it on the show before, or if we have, we did in passing. And this is sort of the most in depth I've ever gone into this this relationship with him. I've sort of known that we were related to someone with this name before. I've you know gone I mean? into I I enjoy looking through our family tree on Wikipedia because that's the cool part about our relation to not Morton Downey Jr. specifically, but just that side of the family. Someone who is famous that people know our family tree because Right, we like don't know our <laughs> you can track back our family tree to our great 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 grandfather, I think, because they have they all have Wikipedia pages. Like all of these people were famous mm. performers and actors. It, it goes all the way up. There's a uh, uh Morris W. Morris is as far as it goes back, or Lewis Morrison was another name he went by. Uh and his Wikipedia picture recently changed but a long time ago his picture was uh him in costume as mephistopheles in faust which is oh, very no it's way. just very cool yeah i i've yeah, always really cool. liked like looking at our family tree because they all have wikipedia pages it's like very easy to look these people up interesting and we got yeah. nothing they stopped we being got, famous we got like nothing <laughs> three generations ago Anyways, our, our dad's so. a loan officer <laughs> and we love him and he's great I'm thinking of doing a podcast with him. Does anyone want to learn, learn about mortgages and finance? If you if you do, just like uh, hit us up and well, I'll do yeah. a podcast with my dad about it. Tweet us at Downey Siblings. Yeah, he was on the radio too. Our dad, he had a He was on show. the radio. <laughs> he he also on... did not scream racial epithets at people. <laughs> <laughs> Our dad. Uh, it's shocking how easy it is to have a microphone in front of you and not scream racial <laughs> not epithets. Scream it's shocking. <laughs> I mean, we scream profanity, sure. We scream profanity, like, definitely. Like tits and ass, not like. Yeah, like the, the fun things ones. a lot of people have. Yeah, the good ones. The song you're about to hear is probably one of the most fitting songs that we could have picked for an episode where we talked about our uh, bigot uncle for about 20 minutes at the beginning of it. This is a song by Catherine Alley, uh, who is a uh, UK dark alt pop artist who we absolutely adore here at Downtime. She put out a song called Pariah. It is a brand new single all about challenging those who thoughtlessly manipulate and discriminate against others like Morton Downey Jr. liked to do for personal gain. There is an accompanying music video that you should absolutely check out. Get in the link in the description. I'm going to put a link to Catherine Alley's Spotify so you can go and follow her there. That way you're notified anytime new music drops from Catherine. And I'm also going to post the YouTube link that will take you to this very poignant and very, very beautiful music video that goes along with the song you're about to hear. Please enjoy Pariah by Catherine Allen. Forget everything you know, no matter where you go, you're alone, alone. Nothing left for you to show. 
by someone who forgives but never forgets Time has come and now we timelessly become what has been a dream I'm standing here alone away from you Yes, we our, have, uh, our dad is extremely not famous and not infamous either, which, you know, I would take that. <laughs> if you're going to be famous, be famous for something good. Right. This is a podcast. This is a uh, podcast about not this. <laughs> by siblings who don't know anything. See, that's the difference between us and, and Mort, 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 as his, uh, as his cheering fans would as call him. As his fans and followers, uh, yeah is that he claimed to have the answers to everything. We claim, we make it very clear that we have no answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is yeah. the how-to podcast by we siblings don't who don't know about. anything. We didn't so even let's... know that much about our own fucking uncle. Like, we had to listen to other people's podcasts. That's true. I, I learned a few it. things. We should get into the topic for this week that we know nothing about. Which is how to be brave during a scary movie. So, Look, get this. All your friends... They're, they want to get together. They want to watch a scary movie. Maybe it's Hereditary. Maybe it's the Morton Downey Maybe Jr. It's show. Hereditary. And you really need someone to hold your hand, but you need to be strong. <laughs> Maybe you need someone to convince you that not every horrible thing anyone is related to you is going to pass on. Yeah, right? Like, no, that that's not going to catch on. Um, Because we had we had parents that loved us. That's the, you know, maybe they love you. Who's to say? It's all in the past. Uh, if they didn't love us, they pretended very well. They did a good job. I felt loved, <laughs> you know? I don't feel like any, I, you know. I, I remember getting a hug or two. I got a few hugs. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to watch a scary movie. Yes. You got to be brave, right? You don't want to be that person who's like, you know, peeping behind their fingers or like visibly and audibly the most scared in the room. Like you can be yeah. the second most scared, I feel like, but you got to be strong and brave. Like, how are you during a scary movie, John? Like, are you okay with scary movies or are you like not about oh, it? I, I have to giggle through. I Like, I have to crack as many jokes as humanly possible. Like, uh, it's it's like goddamn airplane to up in this bitch when I'm watching <laughs> uh, a scary movie. It's just anything that could possibly be a joke is a joke now because that's the only way I'm going to get through it. I am I am laughing my way to the grave, and that's that's just how it has to be. You know this. Hello. We've been you and I have been yelled at in multiple movie theaters when we have gone oh. to see horror films well, because the we purge just are, like was ridiculous. <laughs> Still we got horror yelled at movie. In the purge. We got, 
that in purge. <laughs> we were going to get purged. <laughs> the purge almost started in that movie theater that day. And it almost started with us. <laughs> There's Shove so much to make fun of. Sack. Yeah, cool. The purge was stupid. Oh, I watched. Okay, so this is what I watched last night with Taylor. Because, you know. We're approaching Halloween here. We're getting in the spirit. It's finally getting a little crisp and cool outside. You know, you're feeling it. You're feeling it. Yeah. So we decided to watch because Taylor Taylor cannot do scaries. Scary movies, <laughs> not him. Not him. So we decided to watch The Village. It is an M. Night Shyamalan about a village that's extremely isolated. And if they go into the woods, these creatures come and attack them. And... Let me tell you something about the village. It is stacked. It's absolutely stacked to oh. the brim with celebrities. It's got See. John Hurt, Sigourney Weaver, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ju- oh. a young Judy Greer, um, wow. a young Jesse Eisenberg. What has There's... Judy Greer not done? Judy Greer's in everything. I love her. I just want her to thrive and be amazing because I love her so much. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is Yo. in this movie. Like, there are so many. Did I say? I said Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah. there are so many celebrities that, that became celebrities, like, after doing this movie. I got to say... Not that fabulous. Not a good movie. <laughs> I left it's that like viewing okay. uh, nonplussed. <laughs> I mean, the thing I said about it was they have you know, the big scary, the shot. You know, it's it's supposed to be kind of a scary, kind of more like a thriller. Yeah. But when the actual baddies showed up, the monsters, I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. I was like, wow, yeah. they showed it kind of early. Because for me, if, uh, if it's if the special effects, if you're making a monster good, flick, you gotta you gotta save that. Not, you gotta if your save monster's the reveal. not scary looking enough, and then you show it a lot, yeah. that gives me time to like inoculate myself against it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I was like, this is not a scary. I was like, Taylor, this the 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 creature isn't scary. After and that he's first like, jump scare, I think it's scary. And I'm like, nah. I don't know. After that first one, that uh, from yeah. then on, you're making connections about what exactly what it looks like. You're like, oh, it kind of looks like a cow that got run over too many times, which yeah. I guess would be one. I don't know. The one and- time is enough, <laughs> for sure. And it's it's all jokes from then on, especially if it happens too early in the movie. Then you start making jokes, and then those jokes can start coming back on themselves if you have enough time. You can start making callbacks to earlier jokes. I don't want to spoil this movie for anyone, and I don't want to spoil it for you, but if anyone wants to dish about how bad the village is, like, talk to me about it, because Taylor was like, it was fun. It was entertaining but like you know there's like an m night Shyamalan twist and it's not like you know there's gotta have a twist twist. yeah it's not like you know you know what i mean like you're not going into it like like, okay like what's it gonna be what's it gonna be like i was taken up enough in the film where i was like okay cool like i'm distracted so i don't have to be thinking about the twist but that being said i called it a mile mile out like i was what was the twist in signs i remember watching signs was it just that the things were allergic to water water maybe was that the twist too yeah that was m night Shyamalan. i think that taylor said the last time (laughs) and this is i'm gonna trust taylor sorry we we said that we weren't gonna spoil the village i had no problem with spoiling signs (laughs) yeah it's the water thing right but um 
I trust Taylor on this because I've not researched all of um, M. Night Shyamalan's filmography. Mm-hmm. I have now definitely seen three M. Night Shyamalan films, and I know of four. So, <laughs> yeah. The last of which being Avatar The Last Airbender, and I will not watch that because I know mm-hmm. that it's going to be terrible. Anyways, he said this is the last time he got, got away with a twist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, we're going to do a twist. And they're like, no, you actually have to write films now. <laughs> like, you have to, like, have it make sense from the beginning. You one-trick pony. Yeah, you Anyways. Can't, you can't be a, a twist writer. That's So not I a, had that's no problem. I had no problem being brave for that one. There was a lot of quivering, a lot of scared people, whatever. But ultimately, not that scary. But what what is the last movie you've been, like, truly scared by? Oh, God. Um... The uh, informational video at a corrective driving class. That was a swing, and I. There it was. It was very terrifying. Look, they were they were interviewing a bunch of teens who had been horrifying car accidents, and some of them had like long lasting brain damage, and it was horrified me to this day. Oh my god! Chilled to my bones. Yeah, it sucks. Jesus. Look, I'm not happy about it, Emily. But you asked me a question and I answered it. Okay. Oh yeah. When I trained, when I trained to be a lifeguard, well, when I trained to be an aquatics director, they showed us uh, videos of children drowning. So. Oh god. I feel you there. No. Yeah. Why do they have those videos? In a YMCA pool. Yeah, it was rough. But uh, I'm talking about like movies, not like (laughs) children drowning, because that was like a that's a super bummer, and this is like a comedy podcast. Major bummer. Well, I know. They were trying to bring down the room. I don't think they were, like, looking for a catharsis at the end. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. The most recent horror movie I saw was Train to Busan. And if you want to hear me talk about Train to Busan, then you can go on the Bloody Stream podcast where I was on that and talked about it a lot. I was I was on it, and I talked, and it was an mm-hmm. episode. Go but I haven't watched listen. any... Any of the movies where people were, like, really horrified lately. Like, the ones that come to mind are Hereditary. That was supposed to be, like, really, really scary. Yes. You know? And um, what was the other one? The one that... Midsummer. I didn't see Midsummer. Midsummer, yeah. Everyone everyone talks about being freaked out by Get Out. Everyone loved and said I watched it was super Get scary. Out. I saw Get I Out. Yeah. I didn't even watch that. Like, I, that's the thing. You you asked that question. Get Out like, wasn't too scary. I don't even remember the last horror movie. Like, So do you, like, gen- generally avoid them? Not, like, actively. It's not something that d- takes energy from me to stay with. Not, like, walking down the street, dodging live showings. <laughs> like, <sighs> oh, God, no. I hate when they have the previews, and you're like, I didn't sign up for this. Like, it's a preview to something else that's nice that you want to watch. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like this haunted house situation that's i like ghost movies i want to watch a ghost movie soon because i love ghosties yeah i believe they're real like and that's something about me that's that's my problematic fact about emily (laughs) not the fact that i have a a raging bigot for a great uncle but (laughs) the fact yeah emily there are way more problematic things i believe that ghosts are real Okay, just come at me. I believe in ghosts. I don't care. All right. I remember when I first started dating Taylor. I think it was like years and years ago um, because we dated a little bit. And it doesn't matter. We've already gone enough into our history. I don't have to talk about my dating history too on this episode. But anyways, (laughs) I was dating him like briefly and I was like, hey, Taylor. And he was like, yeah. I was like, do you believe in ghosts? And he was like, no. 
And I was like, why? He's like, because I believe in logic and reason. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, oh. I'm not going to tell you what I was going to say. Which is yeah, no, you're right. There's, no, you're right. It's stupid. No, no, ghosts are stupid and dumb and not real. And I don't think your apartment is haunted. <laughs> so he that was at a time where he lived in Harrisonburg. And he would get ghost tours that passed his apartment because allegedly a woman hanged herself in his bedroom. In his literal bedroom. In there. The the room in which he was sleeping, a woman chose to end her own life. And ghost whores felt it necessary for some reason to go past his house and point this out to passersby. Like, how fucked uh, is that? In, within earshot of the people living there. How do the so, landlords so, feel about this? I don't know. <laughs> I guess they don't care. <laughs> they're like they rented the rooms out anyways, you know. Yeah, the but leases are already signed. That's what they're they have a, a deal mm-hmm. with the, the, the ghost tour people. Like you just gotta wait. It's in until, the lease. Look, the ink is still wet. Just hang on for a couple seconds. How are you brave for your friends? You have a friend that's real legitimately scared. How do you how do you pump yourself up? I've already explained my my situation. That's what I I tell jokes. I can't be with friends who actually want to watch the film, though, because I am going to be interrupting yeah. it frequently and with great relish. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Am I being strong for that friend so that friend is impressed by me and says, wow, Emily's not scared of anything? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I'm not, I don't have no, to no, you're not trying. them in any No, no, no. Fuck them. No, this is all, this is all for personal gain. Oh, okay. <laughs> then the way, to, the way to be really It's all for glory, Emily. <laughs> Just go, psh. so unrealistic. <laughs> <Please>. That's it. <laughs> Please. Come on. Yeah, you can see the wire. Like, like, you can see the fucking wires. You know, just totally, like, douchebag it up. Like, yeah. No, that's not fucking scary. You're scared of that? It's fucking that obviously a green screen. Come on. Come on. What are, what's wrong with you? What are you? What are you, an entire <laughs> baby? Come on. <laughs> like, oh, my head's ripped off of my body. Me. <laughs> Oh no, my entrails! Just like teenage boy, you know. Hey guys, who am I? <laughs> Look at me! I care. <laughs> Look who cares! Look who's caring all over the place. Fuck you. Look, she's just gonna cry over her dead boyfriend. <laughs> what no, a baby! Move on. Move on. <laughs> Other fish in the sea. No kissing. Boo. <laughs> 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 I can't I get genuinely moved along with movies. I kind of do what they want me to do. If I jump, if they want me to jump, I jump. If they want me to cry, I definitely cry. Like yeah. unless it's like That's an, I'm on a hair trigger there. <laughs> I really am. I really am. <laughs> like I cried at the village a little bit. I was really embarrassed by it. I was super embarrassed. There was a Wait. beautiful It was a love scene between Joaquin Phoenix and Bryce Dallas Howard, and it's genuinely good. And you know why it's genuinely good? Those are two genuinely good actors doing yeah. good acting, being given nothing by this script, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
like no favors. These are two great actors given a blank slate. <laughs> but they did a good job with it. And I only have to chalk it up to Joaquin Phoenix and Bryce Dallas Howard being yeah. good actors and being able to muddle through because <laughs> it's not a good movie. But I did choke up a little bit of that. I was like, oh, okay, it's touching. Because I love love. You know what I mean? I just like, love love. I wasn't I sure if so much. you were crying because of like something that happened that were like warranted tears or if it was like a scared response because i feel like some people oh, get no. that i don't i don't at all uh the most i'll do or the most i've done before in scary movies because i don't see them in theaters and i don't like going to the movie theaters very often anyways the most i will do is pull out my phone yeah and start doing shit on my phone like i'm never gonna be like oh god oh god oh, oh, i'm crying oh, oh, oh i will escape before that i will say when i was in high school i think it was when i was in high school i might have been like a freshman i went to see cloverfield in theaters with my friends cloverfield spoilers for cloverfield i think like a 2009 <laughs> film or whatever the fuck uh there the, there is a woman who explodes just into like a puff of blood like just what? Ex- like just g- g- like evaporate i'd seen cloverfield i don't remember that that moment to 12 year old john or however old i was at the time was devastating i cried fully cried i was so upset <laughs> i was so shocked and upset at this woman exploding i couldn't hold it together i was, oh. I was with I was with all my little like eighth grade and ninth grade friends. And I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't keep it together. <laughs> oh, John, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that might be the most recent horror film that I was actually phys- like visibly physically upset by. <laughs> all right, last tips to be to be strong. Uh, if you're the kind of person that cries, uh, sunglasses inside. No shame in it. Uh, <laughs> just wear some big sunnies, and you'll be fine. Yep. Look at your, bring your phone, bring, bring your, your phone? phone and look at it. Pretend you're bored. Pretend you're bored Pretend when really you're, you're, bored? you're shitting your, your, your pants and look on Instagram for different things that are not this. Pretend that your Yelps are from something else. Pretend to be sick. Pretend that you're sick. <laughs> if you, if you find yourself audibly gasping at things, just pretend, just fully vomit in front of you and just <laughs> pretend that you got sick all of a sudden and then you get to leave. I've been poisoning. <laughs> it's just the food poisoning. <laughs> Take a bunch of sleeping pills before. <laughs> Try to, oh, don't. Hang on. Uh, say that the mouth noises you accidentally made involuntarily were actually voluntary, and it was you trying to cover up a big fart that you did. Uh, and then <laughs> after you, you say, no, that wasn't me screaming. Sorry, I'll be, I'll be quiet in a second. I have to explain myself. It wasn't me screaming because I was scared. I was covering up a fart, and then you pretend to look in your in your pants. You pull it out real real far and like look at very obvious. Oh no, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, like pretend you shit your pants. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Because that's better get... than being scared at a movie that <laughs> scare you. <laughs> and then you get to leave. My end goal here is that I get to walk out. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. I think we did it. Yes, fully shit yourself or vomit before finishing that movie. And you'll be good. We have a couple of people to thank. I would like to thank Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. You can find more work from Ethan at somepointsound.com. Thank you so much to Natalie Spitzel for the use of her cover art. If you'd like to see more from Natalie, go to her Instagram at nms underscore creative 
or go to nataliespitzel.com, all one word. We are a proud member of the Outlaws Network. Go to the description. You'll find a link tree where you can find links to all of the Outlaws Network podcasts, as well as the Outlaws Network Twitch channel and the Outlaws Network uh, tip jar, which is a Kofi account. Uh, if you would like to uh, donate, if you want to throw a tip to one of the several shows on the Outlaws Network, please just put a little note on your donation that says what show you are donating for that helps us uh, get funds to the appropriate places that they should go. And we really appreciate your generosity. But definitely check out the other shows. The Bloody Stream is the newest podcast on the network. It is a horror movie watch-along podcast that is super, super fun. There's a lot of episodes at this point. Have they kept up with their one episode for every day in October so far? I do not know, but I believe they have. Which would mean they're up to 20 episodes starting at the first of this month to today when we're recording this, which is just wild they're putting they're just pumping these episodes out they're putting a lot of effort in so please go give it a listen uh if you like it make sure you subscribe and make sure you write them a nice review since they they're just getting out into the feed and that'll help them uh bump them up for their their premiere thank you so much for listening my name is emily downey i'm john downey morton downey jr's ghost i will fight you keep that button hot oh.